So what does Jewish law say about cremation? Jewish law mandates that human remains be buried after death. Extensive sources from the Torah through the later rabbinic authorities attest to the requirement of burial. And whether you can bury ashes, well, there's a taboo against cremation itself, reinforced by the millions of Jews burned in the Nazi crematoria in the Holocaust. Nevertheless, as cremation becomes more common in mainstream society, the number of Jews opting for cremation is, is increasing exponentially. Figures are inexact, but based on reports from Jewish funeral homes, in around the year 2000, you're talking about very low single digits. By 2012, that had jumped to double digits, to 10 to 14% of Jews Jewish families opting for cremation for their loved ones or for themselves. Just 10 years later now, from 2012 to 2021, we're close to 20%. And it's just increasing. It's approximately 50% for Americans in general. It is true that most of the people opting for cremation, it seems, are unaffiliated Jews. So you can say, oh, it's a matter of ignorance. But it is not only unaffiliated Jews. As some have reported from Jewish funeral homes who provided a lot of this data, and have they have told me in per, you know, personally, if they don't handle cremations, including offering Jewish rights for the bodies prior to cremation, they would go out of business. And I'd like to remind you that most, at least that I've dealt with, Jewish mortuaries are family owned, and um, they're not getting rich off of what they're doing. Cemeteries are a different matter. But, but not the funeral homes. And, you know, and so many have gone out of business already. And so we have the skyrocketing number of people choosing it and asking for it. Is it permitted by Jewish law? It uniformly prohibits defiling dead bodies, which must be treated with loving care. And while may, one may say, look, I want the body lovingly treated, and I think burning it, and then let's say burying the ashes or returning dust to dust, is respectful, that has not been the practice. Burning a body has been seen as defilement of the body and therefore a prohibition. We may not abuse the body. Remember, our bodies are borrowed from God. We don't own them. We cannot abuse them in our lifetime and we cannot abuse them after death. That's, that's the whole part of the whole tattoo issue as well. It's not our canvas. One would have to argue that cremation is not defilement. Some people say it's about Ezekiel putting the bones in the grave and they got to be rising up in resurrection. And that may be quoted to you, but that's not halachic um, per se. I mean, if, uh, Ezekiel's vision is fairly clearly contextually metaphorical. And in addition to that, there's a Jewish principle is that what we do not derive Jewish law. We don't paskin from any of the prophets, from Nevi'im. And if there was one prophet who we would especially not derive Jewish law from, it would be Ezekiel because he describes Jewish laws in contradiction to the Torah. But it is true that we come from the earth and to the earth we must return. And the requirement of burying the dead is absolutely and confirmed in all major legal sources. And in non-legal sources, that's, that's the ethos of our tradition, the body returning naturally to the earth. And it parallels the grieving process. As the body becomes one with the cycle of life in the earth, 
so too our grieving and our loss is integrated into our consciousness and into our lives, into the lives of the communities in which we leave our marks and the blessings that continue from them. And certainly after the Nazis chose to burn and cremate the bodies in an effort to defile them and to erase the memories of those that they were killing and murdering, so too it seems um, unconscionable to use that method as an act of some kind of uh, love or burial. And so for this reason, Orthodox and conservative rabbinic authorities, we do maintain that cremation is prohibited. So while it seems it's clear, at least to me, that cremation violates Jewish law, that is not the case with burying ashes in a Jewish cemetery. Burial and its associated acts of memory is itself a primary mitzvah, primary, precisely what the Nazis would have deprived us of, the burial, the memory, the marking of it. This is the issue. We don't exclude violators of mitzvot from their places in Jewish cemeteries. Jews should be buried with Jews is also a huge part of the ethos of our tradition. The grave marker must be placed and graves must be honored. And even in traditional communities, the fact that someone may not have adhered to, adhered to Jewish law in their lifetime does not count normally for exclusion from Jewish burial grounds. Individual burial societies and Jewish cemeteries may decline to inter the ashes of a cremated body. Absolutely, that could be their um, decision, probably as a deterrent to others who might also choose cremation. In conservative Judaism, the position um, from 1986, which I follow, is that the rabbi would never be in the presence of ashes, since that would be to condone a transgression. I, I, don't, I don't invite you all to come up and, even if I'm not smoking, have a smoke with me on Shabbos Oneg, yeah, come, come break uh, mitzvot with me, um, even if I'm not doing it myself. I don't do that. But uh, may officiate a memorial, officiate at a memorial service without ashes present, even if we're not at the interment. And we are also encouraged, which I do, to strongly advocate for the family to not honor the deceased's wishes for cremation. I remind you that the mitzvah of honoring father and mother does not extend to violations of mitzvot. So if a parent asks you to do something that's a violation, I, it's important to me that you break Shabbos, it's important to me that you do X or Y, actually, you're not supposed to do those things. And so it is in Judaism that the issue of following the wishes that have been left to you that I want to do cremation, that normally we would not do that in a case that violates mitzvot. In my personal experience, what I found is often the motive behind that is often to save their descendants money. Descendants have a right to say, you don't have to save me that money. That's not a wish I need to respect. Others have an ecological perspective on it, that they think that it would be better to cremate for the environment. Um, but since Jewish burial is already green burial without chemicals and so simple, but am I saying, you know, you guys are trying to save money. That's a terrible thing. But is that really a terrible thing? The Talmud's very concerned about the price of burial. In fact, one could argue that the, the lack of embalming and other practices involved in Jewish burial, when you read about that in, in them in Moed Katan and the Gemara, the primary reason, although I agree with returning to the earth and all those things, it is certainly a huge part of saving money that we don't glorify in death. So the rich, the rich bury with honor and the poor are left to fend from themselves. And burial has always been expensive on some level. It's never been cheap. 
So the issue that burials shouldn't be too expensive is a Jewish value, not that, you know what, what are you trying to save money on that porch? Um, that doesn't honor them. You should honor them by spending money. That's actually the Talmud says you should not say that. So we have genuine ethical values somewhat coming into conflict. The actual issue with cremation and money is that if you're going to bury in a grave, then there's only a few hundred dollar differences according to the statistics between burying ashes and uh, burying a body. So there's really no significant savings. There are, however, significant savings to not burying at all. So for those who take the ashes home and you know, scatter them on the ocean, which is not permitted by Jewish law because you're required to bury them, there can be an eleven dollars to $15,000 savings for that. And that's a concern that we have to understand is real. So what if a family says that they're not going to listen to me about my ecological arguments, my financial arguments, I'll find them the money, we'll, we'll figure out a way to do it, um, but they're going to do the cremation anyway, and in most cases, they don't listen to me. You know, they, I, I ask them to hear me out, and they do. I say, just, can, can you, will you listen to the benefit of my experience? Let me teach you. Let me be a rabbi. But then I can't make that decision for you, and legally I can't. They normally continue to proceed with the cremation. What do we do? Do we allow the interment of ashes, or is that incentivizing and promoting cremation? Do we honor the idea that, look, the mitzvah is to bury one's dead, and then we can, we can bury um, those ashes, although the rabbi can't be present, but you should be in a Jewish cemetery. You should be among Jews. You should be protected by the Jewish community who will keep that Jewish cemetery safe and ongoing and protected. So the rabbi um, that, uh, that taught me was a Holocaust survivor. Uh, extraordinary man. One of those extraordinary stories, survived as a child, escaped the ghetto, lived in forests, um, entire family killed in Auschwitz. You know, he wants to be buried as his ancestors went. He, his, his family's all in ashes and he wants to be buried, but um, he wants to be buried like them. And she knows, you, and I know you can't do it. And he, he doesn't want to put you in that position. And um, he's already um, organized this with a non-conservative rabbi. And, you know, am I supposed to give him a lecture um, uh, about what he wants to do? And of course not. I mean, like, I, I don't lecture him. He can do it. Does that experience create a model for that I want to follow? No, it doesn't create a model that I'd like to follow. But what it does teach me is that we're dealing with human beings. And one of the positions of Jewish burial societies is if you bury ashes, you're basically promoting it so that others will want to cremate as well. But I also remember that that was the argument why the non-Jews shouldn't be on the bima. It would encourage people to intermarry as if being on the bima would be you know, a great incentive. To, um, to marry non-Jewish. It was also the reason the conservative movement passed responsa a long time ago saying, which is the conservative synagogues may not publish in the bulletins marriages and engagements um, of those who are intermarrying because it might lead to more intermarrying. I don't know. I, I, I'm skeptical of the idea that if we tell people we'll, we allow burial of ashes in Jewish graveyard because the mitzvah of burial is more important, there's no technical prohibition against burying ashes, that I don't know if it'll promote it, especially if you don't really save any money by doing it. 
because if you're going to, because I'm only going to be involved if, if there's a, a burial, because that's the mitzvah. That's, that's what we're about. I, I share with you what the Jewish community is facing. The numbers are rising exponentially. And that's a fact of life in the Jewish community. More and more people are asking for it, more and more Jews, and more and more Jews who are affiliated. And while just as I do my best, and I think I'm good at it, and I'm passionate about it, to convince people that it's the wrong thing, like I try to convince people who are engaged in non-Jews that, that Judaism is very, very big, and it may well have a place for their fiance. But when they say, like, no, I'm, I'm not ready, then I'm not sure that we're doing the right thing by saying, well, I can't allow it. So with that, we as a Jewish community, and we're not the only one, are facing a future of trying to understand how we come out on this and how we handle it. It's going to involve not just a lot of intellectual work, but a lot of people work and maybe a lot of compromise and a lot of balancing the principles of loving Jews and wanting them to be buried among other Jews and also encouraging them to bury and honor in the right way.